Hello, friends. It's Kirk Henderson coming to you from the East Coast tonight. I did go out back up to D.C. for a work trip, and I suffered through a nationally televised Mavs-Lakers game where they fell in overtime, 114 to 111. The Mavericks were without Luka Doncic, um, who is out for the next several games still, which good choice if they think he needs it. Uh, really wild back and forth affair. Um, Josh Bowe's doing the podcast with our guy Lucas Q. I couldn't, I couldn't do both. I'm too tired. Um, you know, kind of a gut wrenching way to lose. The Mavericks gave it away a lot. You know, there's a lot of interesting things to look at with that game. Things to build on. Um, the main takeaway, and and I know people don't love, you know, with Porzingis stuff. It's it's people either think I'm too harsh or not harsh enough. I thought he played really impressive spurts of basketball, like in the fourth quarter. And then he also shit the bed a lot. Uh, he was four of 18 on anything outside of the paint. The Lakers switched small onto him all night and he got worked. Um, he was really bad. I, you know, he had, he had Austin Reeves at the nail in, in overtime and passed out of it to take a three. Um, need more from you, big fella. When you're good, you're good. When you're bad, you're maddening. It's just, you got to do more. Um, and then I thought Brunson was amazing. Dorian, I was really glad to see he wasn't hurt. Um, you know, Tim Hardaway, just, just, I don't know, Ugh, Tim Hardaway. Bullock died again. You know, I thought there were some fun Josh Green minutes. Uh, I, I said during the game, that was his first above the break three that he has ever made, um, which is pretty interesting. And... What else is there? Uh, you know, no, no, Jason THJ was not fine. He was very bad <laughs> until he was, you know, he just hit some lucky shots. All right. Coming into the chat. Let's go first. My man, Jim, how are we doing? Dude, are you on a scale of one to 10? Are you mad about this game? Like, or how mad are you about this? Or, I mean, you know, the Lakers needed the Mavericks to shoot 27% from three to, to win. Like, this would have been a theft of a game without Luka. It's a game that I would have said was a building block. I still feel like it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it's just, you know, when you're out there hoping that Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke are going to save you, that just brings us back to the same fucking problem we've been in, where it's just better players they like how many players on the Mavericks can get their own shot consistently and be able to like just to dribble like once they get the ball can they dribble and create their own shot crossover do a fadeaway you know it, it adds up like and none of the players on the Mavericks except for Jalen KP maybe sometimes Tim and then Luca can get their own shot Jalen or sorry Trey Burke if he feels like it he could probably get his own shot, but like that's like once in a blue moon. Um, but why I want to talk to you tonight and like ask you a question is because um, do you remember last season when Rick? I know Rick's like a hot topic for today because of the t- uh, Tim McMahon article. Um, but do you remember when Rick? Worked with THJ to fix his job. Yes, so yeah, yeah. Our guy, t- our, uh, our our one of the various mats that writes for our site talks about that in our Slack like once a week. What so, technically it, do you think Rick fixed 
as far as his motion goes because whatever it is, it's gone. It's just know. gone. Like yeah, well, I, I don't, don't know, know what works. happened to Tim Hardaway Jr., but like yeah. he's not been the reliant third option or even fourth option. Yeah, I feel bad. It's been rough. It's been rough sledding. Um, I really do think Tim will figure it out eventually, or they'll get somebody to help him figure it out. Um, I thought the shots looked pretty good tonight. Uh, they just didn't go down. Some nights I feel like the shots are awful. So Right, but the Lakers' defense is so atrocious. Like, how sure. much credit should we actually give to the type of shots the Mavericks were getting tonight? <laughs> uh, fair enough. It's just like I don't know. I, like I feel bad about every Mavs loss, of course, but like when it comes to a Lakers team that's depleted with, um, you know, Dwight Howard and Malik Monk not in the secondary rotation, like it's just like it still feels terrible. Like this, it doesn't feel good. You know, losses to the Lakers never feel good. Um, that it was like how they lose is particularly painful. Like I hope this gets brought up by somebody else, but uh, one one of my followers, Blake, sent me a message of Jason Kidd continues the long Maverick coaching tradition of refusing to foul when up three. Um, yeah, you know, with that, like LeBron took the shot with nine seconds. I understand why they didn't foul. What's his name in the corner? But it's just like, could we foul up three? Could we, like like they had a foul to give, foul and then foul again. Put him on the three point line. Like, losing to a three-point shot sucks. I mean, you know, going in. And Russ hitting a corner three, Westbrook. Like, come on. So, Jason in the chat notes that apparently the plan was to foul. How many times have I heard this shit before? Execute, foul, do something. Okay, but this comes back to the same players. It's trash. Like, and look, Kirk, over the season, you and I, like, every time I show up on here, I bring up the roster. It's always been a roster issue with the Mavericks. And the overall outcome for the Mavericks as a team is not going to get better until the roster gets fixed. But, like, these types of losses with a downed Lakers team, it's just, it's even more discouraging. And I hope Cuban's seeing, like, Hey, it doesn't matter that Luca's out there. Like the team's not able to carry themselves. So yeah, that's all yeah. I got. Well, we thank you for coming up, Jim. I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you as always. Thank you. Sure. I do want to make a quick note. If we can find the hero who was sitting uh, with a sign talking about Mavs Twitter are still real fans. Um, need to give that man. Mark Cuban went and signed the the kid sign, man sign, whatever he was. Loved it. Big fan. All right. Brett Stover, what's up? Brett. Yep, I'm here. here. Yeah. Um, yeah, what you, so what you're saying about the, the not fouling up three, that – I do feel like they never – I've never seen them foul up three a single time. And, that, <laughs> and, there are, and so there are, there, are, there are games in which, like, it is frustrating when you lose on that kind of three – I mean – like, like, like the tying three-point shot. But it's just like the other Lakers three-point shot, the one where, like, Seth Curry got his jersey pulled. It's, it's like, those are situations in which you should, like, there are other things, you, other things went wrong. Like, and then, and then in, in overtime, like, to end, they had a foul to give. And, like, when Russ drove in the lane, 
you have to foul. Like you can't like it's with it's like one second left in the game. I just don't like like to me that's like an int- it's I get I understand that it's on the players like in theory if they're supposed to foul, but that's on the coaching staff. Like that is something that you have like like if you have not practiced this, if you have not like drilled this into their heads enough, like that is your fault. Like, I, like I, it's hard for me to like blame the players because it's not like oh they were trying to foul. Like, clear, like Rush drove into like six guys. Like none of the Mavericks players in there fouled him. Yeah, yeah, it was odd. I mean, I you know like coaching is kind of one of those things which you know if we're power ranking it probably comes up like fifth down the list, but. Nobody like it's just it's 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 always down it's it's further you know we don't really talk about it too much I mean we do a little bit but then we come back to the fact that you know maybe if the players just do what they're instructed to do which a kid says they were you know I don't see why he would make that up because it's like that that that's just good basketball strategy that the Mavericks can't seem to ever execute <laughs> yeah um yeah and then and then I think Bob on Twitter also pointed this out but like. If you're doing defensive subs, why leave Hardaway in? Like, mm. like, I mean, I don't. I just like there, there was <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 I personally would rather have KP out there, like, who can in theory protect the rim, than than Hardaway. I mean, because it, it's not a, it's not. It was they were tied. It's not a situation where they needed a three. If, if they need a three, then yeah, like don't don't have any rim protector in there, no bigs, you know, just just like like if they go on the side of the arc, let them. But if you if you are worried about the drive, which clearly they were because the entire team collapsed on Russell Westbrook with like one second remaining, why not have your best rim protector out there? And he played a very good game on defense. He did. He like, did. I I I I wrote a lengthy dive like positive diatribe about that, like two-minute stretch he played to start the fourth quarter. So I thought it was really cool basketball. And then I kicked the shit out of him at the end for being pretty bad otherwise efficiency-wise. But defensively, he played a great game the entire time. Yeah, I mean, that was probably like one of my biggest like positive things in the game was that I felt like his defense was just really inc- – like, like, like he did not – he has not played like that in a long time. Like last year, like – Watch any like you know five minutes of his game last year, and there was like I don't think there was a single moment like last season that came anywhere close to like anything he did tonight on defense. I agree, um, and, and and I think that that is something that is like like the offensive stuff is like stuff that can be fixed and coached out of in theory. Like I hope, but but like the, but like the health and like his his body being fine is something you can't like you just have to hope that 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 it continues. Yeah. Um, I did uh, – the thing to me is I did feel in general that, like, I felt like they outplayed the Lakers. Like, I did not feel like it would have been a game that they had stolen if they had won. No. Uh, it, and, like, there, there mean, when you play without Luka and you're playing against three, oh, yeah. like, three top talent, that was what I mean by stealing, where it's just like you're kind of down, you know, in that sense, like just in the bigger picture, not the way yeah. they were played. Yeah. No, I, I mean because – yeah, yeah, I felt – and then also, okay – Speaking of coaching, because the Lakers have done what the Mavericks won't do, which is commit to playing their best center at the five for the entire game and playing like 
and playing only one big. Um, and the Mavericks did not do that. And in the mo- minutes in which they played two bigs, they were outscored by like 15 points. Oh, I mean, points. yeah, like, like the, one of the announcers like, like, was talking about like the retreating Dwight Powell. And I'm like, that's just his defensive strategy is retreat. Like there's nothing else yeah, Powell can yeah. really yeah, Powell, Powell was a minus 11, uh, and Brown was a minus 4, and that was, I assume, all of the, yeah, the they, real... Yeah, they picked on Brown big, four straight possessions. Yeah. He was just bing, bam, boom, and he was done. And that's yeah. that's just that, and, you know, it's not to pick on him. That it's was, just that, that's that an was, instance of the game being too fast for him. That was like 17 minutes of the game in which they were outscored by 15 points. Yeah. Um, and in the rest of the game, they looked really good. And it was really obvious when, when you know, they took you know Powell out of the game that, it, that they looked good. Um, and I just, I just don't know how how much longer against good teams. Like again, you play the Hornets, you play, you know, the Rockets, you play whatever team that with a bad defense, and it's not going to punish you for it. Yeah, you get away with it. But like against teams that have good players, you can't get away with like continue to get away with it. I mean, like they haven't gotten away with it. But I mean, like, like I understand that they they want to keep KP healthy, but like I just don't. Like I would rather see like Josh Green play the five than I would Dwight Powell play the five, and and, and I, I mean, I mean it's just crazy to me. Yeah, but I mean they're gonna keep they're gonna keep yeah. doing this. This is yeah. just the way we way we way we go. Well, thank you, Brett. Appreciate you. Thanks. Uh, yeah, we're all grumpy. Chris, what's up, my guy? Hey, Kirk, can you hear me? I can. So, yeah, this is a very depressing loss. Uh, you know, the Lakers just handed us the game, just begging us to fucking win the game, pretty much. I mean, LeBron's missing a, <laughs> a three at the end. I mean, our guys have to – three Mavs right there. Two of them are wrestling for the ball. You could for – wrestling for a couple seconds there. You figure one of the guys, Max Kleber or Porzingis would have said, same team, like – do something, and then they just flick it out. I mean, that's just in typical fashion. And yeah, that was very maverick. Like, I'm not even mad at either one of them. It just felt kind of, like, preordained. And as soon as Ellington hit that three, I'm just flashbacking immediately to two years ago, Danny Green hitting the three, national TV against the Lakers, when you feel like you have the game already. It, it's just uh, – I'm just – I'm so fucking mad right now. Like, just how this – how many shots t- Tim Hardaway's missing, just – Bad shots. Like, I get it. He's trying to shoot himself out of a funk. He's a Jekyll and high player. But this year, after he got that contract, I mean, he's mostly, you know, <laughs> just bad. Sure. Oh, my God. I'm just – this sucks, man. I, I've kind of, like, forgot what I'm going to say now. But just the whole uh, – you say Nuggets and Wolves are playing right now. Uh, yeah, the Nuggets are actually going to lose and stuff. Like, normally I would say that they're, they're doing us a favor. But, man, we're playing the Wolves on Sunday. Right, after tonight, they're going to be you know a game behind us. We lose on Sunday. We're nine. Wolves are the exact kind of team I don't want to play right now because that's what I'm saying, man. Like, you see a lot of like Carl Anthony Towns talking after losses where he's frustrated, frustrated, and he's right, and I understand it. But like the Wolves play like a team with nothing left to lose a lot of the time, and when they do that, they did, like they've yeah. just played some incredible basketball this season. They're the most dangerous whenever when you play that way. You have nothing to lose. I mean they. Ugh, just th- this is like this sucks because it just came so close just from going from a win three game winning streak beating the Lakers and I fucking can't stand Russell Westbrook I never never <laughs> liked him and don't worry guys I, 
my championship curses are undefeated because I put one on him and Harden years ago, and they've they worked out fine so far. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't stand Russell Westbrook. Him hitting that three was just the cherry on top. Just oh yeah, to yeah. I mean that dude. That'll fuel that dude's next nine thousand attempts late in games. Like he has some hilarious crunch time stats. Like just utterly horrendous like it on like go ahead attempts and things like that so it's just amazing that he made that one so yeah i'm not yeah. really mad about it and somebody was talking i don't know if it was on the green room or maybe i was looking on a forum or just like you know there's always trade rumors this and that him coming to the maps i would not want him coming to the maps anyway yeah. so fucking out of control i mean i don't even know if we really want Kyrie. he's too much of a drama queen i mean we all know about Kyrie. i, I don't even you know, the whole video with him taking his shoes or something like that i think it was just for him advertising his own shoes you know so Great shoes, by the way, if you ever need basketball. Yeah, yeah. I don't like him as a person because he's, you know, a drama queen, but I, I, I hoop in the, the Kyrie's. Yeah, the Kyrie, Kyrie's, Kyrie's are, are just solid shoes. Very, yeah. very, very into them. On that, it just sucks. Uh, last thing, you know, just going, you know, three game or three days of uh, break until we play the Wolves. I mean, we just had a, we have a fester on this shit for three days now. Like, that's good. <laughs> Let him fester. Let him figure something out. They, like, you know, I want this we team need to Luka, play. We need another playmaker. And you know what? Lastly, this is definitely paying for our sins. The basketball gods are making us pay for our sins for letting Seth Curry walk twice. So we're like this horrible three-point shooting team now. Just, I mean, just a player like him having on the team, just, I mean, we all know that we would be making a lot more threes just from him being on the team. But Tim Hardaway Jr., just stop shooting the fucking ball. He sucks. Like, I mean, God, this is bad. So I'm sorry. Uh, I just. You feel better. Somewhat, yeah. This mass therapy. How long has this mass therapy been going on, by the way? Because I've been doing this since April. This is nice. So. Well, um, the pandemic was 30 years ago. <laughs> so and it started at some point in the middle of the pandemic. Um, oh, okay. So I haven't missed out on too much. Oh, okay. Now, I've always been reading Mavs Moneyball articles the last, like, maybe five or six years. Um, so yeah, I, I was it was like the second half of last year because I got uh, a paid opportunity to do like 10 green rooms and they were going to pay me like a hundred bucks. And I was like, okay, like I'll talk to you people for, uh, you know, for free. And then it was just fun. And so we just kind of kept doing it. Yeah. And I would say, I really appreciate you. And I love doing these things. I love hearing all the, the podcasts and I love jo- joining in these green rooms. These are nice. So. Sure thing, man. Well, I want to let you, so I can't remove people from stage like I normally can got some bugs going on. So uh, if you just hit that, that's that stop down, speaking button. It. Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah, no problem. Okay. All right, that goes for everybody I bring up because uh, I'm still looking at Brett's smiling face. Um, coming up next, let's go with Braylon. How you doing, man? What's up? Welcome. All right. Um, you know, besides the Nets loss, <laughs> you know, I can I can accept losing to Kevin Durant, but to fucking Austin Reeves is his name? Yeah. Wayne Ellington, Russell Westbrook. What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that three, man? You, you, you miss everything and then you come back in a, I I just, I don't know. It's a bad way to go down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll give I'll give some credit to the Mavs. They did play. They did overachieve, and they did they did actually overplay the Lakers. But you know, it's they they. I kept on saying, "Don't fold, don't fold." 
and they voted. Yeah. Um, just, uh, I'll give you two things. Um, I'm, I'm getting more curious with Josh Green and his shooting. Like he, like ever since he's gotten minutes, it, it seems like he's been making some shots. I well, he needs to shoot more. He shot one time in ten minutes, like, and it was a pretty shot. It was the first above the break three. I liked it. I, I wish he would would shoot a little bit more. You know, not he doesn't need to be heaving like every minute that he's on the floor, but you know, he he passes up looks. Yeah, I've I've noticed that too, and it's just I. I do want to see him shoot more. I mean, it looks like it's improving. It does. That was a real, like, corner shot, like, corner, like, above the break threes. Not corner, but kind of like the wing threes. When those go bad, they have a tendency to go real bad. And that was a prettier-looking shot than anything Reggie Bullock threw up tonight, uh, who was a crisp 0 for 4. And, you know, Dorian... He's gotten better from those areas, but sometimes his shots might as well be turnovers. So it was, just, it was nice to it was, it was nice to see. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, my second thing is, um, can we get can we get Luca on that LeBron uh, diet regimen? Because this dude, a- I swear, this motherfucker is thirty seven years old and he's still jumping like that. Yeah. That, did that block he had of Brunson that was ruled the goaltend in like the first yeah. quarter, like that he levitated. It was incredible. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> dude, this guy. It, it amazes me how he's still jumping and running that that much. At 37 years old. Yeah, it's impressive, man. It's really impressive. Maybe, maybe, I mean. Maybe with that kind of diet, uh, Luca will get up that high. <laughs> well, there's been a fair amount. You know, there was a, uh, I didn't love the whole podcast because sometimes they just talk a little too much about things they shouldn't. But Bill Simmons and Jack, Jackie McMullen talked about, like, just kind of some of the athletes they've seen needing to get in shape over the years. And, you know, Luca's, we've talked about this in here. And, like, Luca's learned some of the wrong lessons that he can show up and dominate while being in poor shape. And that's true. But I think for him to, to take his game any further, he's going to have to really, really commit to fitness for like, and it's not going to be like a single year thing. Like James Harden was really rough when he first got to the Rockets. It took him like three solid seasons to get in unbelievable shape. And then he was just a war machine. So that's what Luke has got to go for. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. Well, thank you very much for coming up. All right. Thank you for having me. All right, you hit that um, step off stage. I'd appreciate it because I can't, I can't kick anyone off tonight. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we got my man Jason. How you doing, Jason? Could be worse, honestly. Uh, I don't know. It's a moral victory, I guess, but I still feel bummed about the end. Sure. Like, like I, I even said in the chat that kid said he said to tell the team to follow up three, but I don't believe him. I really don't believe he did not earn the honor. Like, <laughs> give me, like, I just doubt that he's just covering his ass. Like, I didn't see anything for him, like any urgency. He's just on the sideline. He never does anything. He didn't even signal for them to foul. He's just on the <laughs> sideline the whole fucking time. Oh. Mm. Where did I get one fourteen to one eleven? Why did I do that? 
Man, my brain is tired. I posted the recap with the wrong score. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if you've guys seen that, but the end of that, oh my god, that end of that New Orleans game was insane. Just Shea hitting that three and Devontae Graham hitting a three like a second later from like 80 feet or something. Just insanity. But I don't know. I don't have much to say about this loss except that I'm kind of pissed. But I mean, like, we're probably supposed to lose this game, but it would have been really nice to get this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and that, that's that's you know that's probably the the overarching takeaway. It would have been nice. It would have been nice because they've been inching along, um, and it would it just would have felt felt good. And I have a bad feeling they're going to be like, oh, it's a nice moral victory, and then they're going to shit the bed on Sunday when we're all going to be. Well, Sunday might as well be a month from now. Ugh. we'll see. I mean, I don't know. They like. At least Jalen played well. I feel like no. I feel like we haven't even mentioned Jalen at all this game, but yeah, he was incredible. Twenty-five and nine. That was on it. Yeah, twenty-five and nine is nothing to scoff at. Big fan of that. Big fan of that guy's game tonight. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like we should have gone to him down the stretch. There's a lot of KP post ups or KP shooting. They stopped biting on his bullshit head fakes. Like he, the final shot in regulation was a a shot from him that he really forced through traffic. Um, like I don't know why he shot that. Like, did yeah. he think he was open? I, I just I don't, don't know. understand. I don't. I, I think it's like they kind of had guys around him on both sides, and I think he thought he could step through, which he did. It's just he threw it off the top of the backboard. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. And I still think some of the end of, end of game stuff, like Jalen generated an open three for Maxi, but I'm not sure that was the greatest set ever. They just had like five guys clapped on him for some reason. So yeah. I'm not really sure about the end of game execution either way. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just got a tweet from a guy who loves messing with me and says, wow, just smashed my 4K TV in front of over 30 guests at my cocktail party because of this game. My wife took our crying kids and said they're all spending the night in a motel. This team has ruined my life and my party. I can't do this any longer. Goodbye, Mavs fans. <laughs> oh, all right, Jason, we'll talk soon. Thanks for hanging out. Um, let's go to Sam. How you doing, Sam? Sam, you there? I can't bring or see anybody up on the stage tonight. My, my app is, is maybe in need of an update. So, um, maybe we'll close this one off a little bit early, but, uh, Ryan, we'll try you instead. Ryan, how you doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kirk, I want off this roller coaster, man. Well, too bad we live here, dude. I'm tell, I'm telling you, I, I, I keep thinking, and I think I'm like every Mavs fan. Tonight's the night we're gonna shoot better. I, I can't, I can't listen to moral victory when we're shooting what 39 percent from two and 27 from three over and over and over again. And I, I mean, I, I keep trying to figure out what are the options. I'm playing on the trade machine probably like everyone else, and then I have to stop and realize, wait a minute, what team is really going to sign up for Dwight Powell? What team is really going to sign up for, uh, what, a second-round pick since our first pick is locked? I I don't know what we're going to do, man. I'm really looking at this thing just wondering where's the off-ramp because I think the truth is the way we're shooting, we're a sub-500 team. If we're being honest, I mean – I just I don't know where we go from here. And Luca, I, I mean, his stats have been okay, but the guy's not great this year. I think we all see it. He's a lot slower. He's not even trying on defense. And I don't think it's kids' fault. I just think I just cannot figure out why these guys cannot hit a shot. 
it's just mind-boggling to me. Every game. I, the defense, like the, the shooting stuff, I don't know what to do with anymore. I, I mean, Porzingis is literally shooting 7% worse from three than he was last year. Like, there are outlier performances where it's like things will swing over the course of a year up. But I don't know if I've ever seen dudes that were shooting like the Mavs were last year, almost 30 games through a season shooting this badly. I mean, I hear where, where Cuban's talking about the ball and whatnot. It's just, it's, but there are more people in the crowd. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff. And I don't know, maybe the Mavs will swing in some way, shape or form, but it's like, we've talked we've talked about this near a lot. Like it's not going to, it's not going to be the right, it's not like all of a sudden they're going to shoot 50% from three for a month. Right. Exa- exactly. It, it's, there's not, I, I just don't see, I mean, we're almost a third of the way in and I just keep, I keep thinking. And honestly, I, I mean, I'll, hey, Mavs Twitter all day long, let's go. But I, I keep looking at these, these ideas people are throwing out for trades. And if we're being honest with ourselves, if we're really, really being honest, they're kind of laughable because the assets that we do have that might be worth it, we've got Brunson. And Brunson. And if you let someone like Brunson go, all of a sudden we've got nothing sure. off the bench. So it's just it's brutal if we're going to be really honest and look at what we have that other teams may want. Uh, there's not a lot. And it's not like we're the only team who's going to be a buyer. I think that's the thing we have to look at if we're being real as Mass fans, too, is look at every other team that's close and what they have to offer versus us. And it's a scary thing, Kirk. It's scary when you really look at it. Yeah, 100%. Well, thank you for hanging out tonight. I appreciate Absolutely. it. All right. Let's fly through. Let's try Sam again. Sam, you able to talk this time? I've just been acting a little funky today. I, 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 got, I was talking to Mark Stein earlier, and it kept muting me. There you go. How you doing? Oh, okay. I'm good. Sorry, but I don't know what happened. Um, Sorry. So, yeah, just – I don't want to be mad about the last, but it's come down to three things this whole season at this point. Uh, coaching. Because, hell, even when uh, we lost to Austin Reeves and a guy that was on our team eight effing years ago, <laughs> like in Wayne Ellington, like, like, come on, man. So that that's one thing. And even whenever Westbrook hit that three, personally, in my opinion, I didn't think we should have called a timeout because there was still plenty of time to maybe, you know, play the foul game at that point, maybe try to go for a quick two. But, you know, it is what it is. But it's coaching. If Tim Hardaway, if he was even semi-consistent, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in right now. Yeah. Like, if he, if he, I don't know what his percentage is. I don't know if he's shooting like 33%. If he was shooting 36%, we'd be fine, relatively speaking. So there's that. And then Reggie Bullock, man, like, I, I'm trying not to give up on this dude, but at this point, it's like 20 minutes. You didn't get no shots. You're not really playing any great defense. Like, what do you do here? You know, what I'm saying? like at, at this point, it's just it's I put a hashtag Mavs going to Mav. That's, that's yeah. at this point. It's just like the Mavs, no matter how they step up, which they stepped up tonight. I'll give them credit. Like I said, they should have won the game. But you have two guys fighting for their own rebound. And another thing as well, Anthony Davis, we had like four fouls like in the middle of the third quarter and they just stopped attacking. Uh-huh. So it's just little things like that that just that are frustrating. Like this team, they have it in them. I don't know what's preventing them from pulling everything out at this point. But um, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, hey, the 
the Nuggets are going to lose tonight, so I guess that's good. But we got to go to Minnesota, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they're going to. If they're not going to destroy us, we're going to. I don't know what the score is going to be, but we're going to get beat pretty bad. I feel like, and um, yeah, we're just going to be stuck in this cycle. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's kids' fault, but it's not kids' fault because even the players that he picked, like this is the team that he got stuck with, and he's trying to make it work, and. They're not making it work, so what can you do? You just got to play with what you got and figure it out. Yeah, this is very tough. The roller coaster is getting a little tiring, but yeah, we're hanging out, Sam. That's, I don't know. That's all I got. I, I'm like I said. I'm not. I don't want to say I'm upset about the loss, but when you have a team like the Lakers down like that, you got to finish the job, and they had plenty of chances and they just couldn't get it done. So I don't know. It's, it's the same problem we've had for the last. God knows how long, no matter who the coach is. So, I don't know. Yep. Thanks, Sam. We'll talk soon. No problem. Have a good night. Okay. Let's fire along, see what else we can get through. Jose. (sighs) 93-90. Ten seconds left to go. You have two people fighting for the same rebound. Like, when when I go play pickup basketball, we we yelling same team, same team. I I didn't hear none of that, and and that was probably one of the most disappointing things that I had seen until Tim Hardaway had passed the ball, and it got intercepted, and then the Lakers went up, and then he comes back down, nail, nails the three to tie back up, but. I'm just going to shit on Tim Hardaway because this man is extremely one dimensional. And I, I hate the fact that he basically gives up plays and, and he'll he'll counter it with a, a contested three. And we're like, how the hell did you make that? And then he just goes back doing the same shit, not guarding, not not creating any other shot besides a contested three, it's like he's lost the ability to drive to the paint from last season. And I just don't know what to do with this guy. <laughs> I'm glad he got benched, but now I'm just like, okay, can we cut his minutes down to maybe 10? <laughs> I don't know what they're I, – I, I don't know. I mean, on the flip side, you did get to see – a wonky ass lineup, which was something you had been calling for. Um, they when Dorian rolled his ankle and had to, or something went back in the locker room for a bit. They had Green playing power forward. Who the heck was the center? Was it Maxi? Then they had um, uh, the French Prince, and then two other guys. Like it was a wonk. Does anybody remember what I'm talking about? Like it was third quarter. For a while, and I was like, I kept watching Josh Green because the dude just runs around like a chicken with his head cut off. It's my favorite when, when as long as he's not doing bad things. Um, did, did you know which part? Of the- uh, I I remember, but it, it for me it was just like <laughs> everything else that had transpired made me forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's just fun though because it's like. On the one hand, I'm out there going, yeah, Trey Burke getting buckets for us. On the other hand, I'm going, fuck, Trey Burke getting buckets for us. <laughs> like, there's no, it's not a good feeling when it's like, yeah, Timmy and Trey Burke are going to bring this home. And then, you know what? They didn't. Like, what do you know? It's hard to be mad at them. It's just like, wow, this is a weird.
<laughs> right. And uh, I'm just like, there, there's no moral victory when you're up 93 to 90. You, you had this game. I don't, I don't understand why it, it had to go into overtime. And then you let a undrafted rookie, an undrafted rookie hit a game winner on you. The, the rotations were so bad tonight. There, it was like they were double teaming at one point and then they would try to hurry up and send two people out to, to a three point shooter. And then Anthony Davis was right there. And something that I have brought up in the, the Twitter spaces with Bibbs and Breeze is that, uh, I don't see how we didn't drive against, uh, Anthony Davis a little bit more. We had, he was already in foul trouble. He had four fouls, I think in the second or third quarter of the game. And we just didn't drive enough to, to get him his fifth or sixth foul. I, yeah. I don't understand that strategy. Also, Jalen Brunson letting the ball roll. And we're only up by one with a minute left to go. I'm like, bro, what are we doing here? Run the damn timeout. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of questionable shit going on. And, they do. Uh, well, the refs the like LeBron gets a different whistle. He just always he always will. I mean, he he was bitching when he like got up under KP and fouled him on a jumper, and he's sitting here explaining where he's like my aim is LeBron James. I do not commit fouls in any way, shape, or form. And in the, like, like, it was really a makeup call because in the previous possession, he had knocked Brunson to the floor on a drive with no call. It's amazing. And and the last thing I wanted to touch on before I hop off stage is is the Rick Carlisle article. Again, it's like. These things are just making it easier for for Maz podcasters to to have content to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's <a> great time. <laughs> and uh, I, I seen some some of the the checkmark uh, pages talk about how Rick Carlisle was a good coach, and I don't see why we need. To I didn't busy. know where that came from today. <laughs> like, I think he's a great coach. I think he's an asshole. You can be both. It, it, like it, the argument could have been made whenever the Mavs went, when shit went to really sideways for the Mavs um, and they had to draft Dennis Smith Jr. Like that was the time where everybody should have moved on. And cause he's just, he's not a coach for the youth. He's a coach for people who were ready to show up and do work. And as much as I love some of the Mavericks that we played with, that a lot of these guys don't fit that bill. And you know, uh, the stories that were in that post, about how he treated Dennis and some of the players really ba- I've heard stuff about how he treated like ball boy. I mean, kind of ball boys, but like, you know, front office, back office, business side staff, like he, he was really not a kind man. And that caught up with him after 13 years. And to me, it's just another instance of where we questioned, like what was hands-on owner Mark Cuban doing between letting Donnie run around, do whatever for all Bob, you know, play with charts and and rick carlisle be mean to everyone like what's happening right and and uh, about that like i don't i i really respect carlisle for bringing us the the championship but it's another thing to basically do dehumanize a, a person and then especially the the guy that you just drafted in a previous year and you basically out him unprovoked 
and and say he's jealous. Like me as a fan, I'm saying KP's jealous of Luca, but I'm not a head coach. I'm not saying that. To right, a, you can't be doing that. <laughs> but uh. Uh, also, uh, I think Kenny had posted this is like uh, Dallas was once referred as to a classy organization and and all these high morals, well, all, all the, the smart like people. You repeat something often enough and it becomes true where it's like, ah, we're so great. Aren't we great? Yeah, we're great. And then you know, everybody is just like. Right. And and part of part of me is like. Looking back at the Rondo situation, like I, I know a lot of Mavs fans hate Rondo, but I, I used to watch him with the Celtics and how he played in the playoffs. And part of me is like, what if that that story of Rick Carlisle and Rondo just not getting along is relief on Rick Carlisle? Well, I think. Rondo- the, well, remember they didn't pay him in the playoffs. The rest of his teammates voted not to pay him his money. <laughs> so. Right. That you know, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Right. Uh, I I just don't know. the The organization has has pulled up a front for a long time, and I'm I'm sorry that Dirk has to basically be a PR shield guy, and I, and I hate to say that about our goat because. Uh, he he keeps defending the organization that he loves, and I I just don't know how to defend it. You have the the sexual harassment allegations. You have Rick Carlisle being an asshole for God only knows when. Then you have Mark Cuban, the Shark Tank master. <laughs> Donnie Nelson, the I, I don't know. <laughs> Donnie was just like checked out. Like Donnie, Donnie was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good here. I'm gonna go do something else. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry for ranting and taking up too much time, Curry. Just thanks for bringing me. Sure up. thing, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, Lyndon, what's happening? Lyndon only shows up when he's mad. I'm ready. Hello. How you doing? Hey, Curry. Um, I got a couple thoughts from this game and just in general about the Mavericks. Uh, one, from what I see, I think the kid scapegoating, I think, is a little undeserved. This roster is extremely weak. And it's even weaker when you have a bunch of one-way players who literally are not able to do their one way. So you have players like Tim Hardaway Jr. If he's not hitting shots... He's literally just doing wind sprints. Like, and I just think that's so, I think we're, even like some of the, the out of, like timeout, sideline out of bounds type plays that, that kid drew up tonight, they were decent. And I think we're, the, the looks that the Mavs were getting were good, but they would be even better if the roster had someone who could create some level of rim pressure. And then the looks would be, it would be even better three pointers. But I, I, I and, and the defense, kid has made this defense a lot more credible, a lot more credible than what we've seen in the past. And I don't know. I just think it's it's a little undeserved. Wait, what's what he's getting? I mean, I still think it's like down the list. Like I, I over, I, I generally agree with what you're saying. But when the last play in regulation is a is a three point shot from Burke, then the initial action sucks. Sorry, I decided to eat something. But we can't we can't do that, Kirk, when 
uh, once Luca was on that team, almost every single like end game shot was Luca. Sure. Some a really hard turnaround three. Sure. I don't think, and also I think like, like I think it's getting overboard where some people on Twitter and the media would have said would have rightfully spoke about how bad kid was as a co- was a coach, but the suggestion that kid is like stupid, like do you really believe that kid did not think to tell these guys that they they can they should foul, um, they they should foul in in the last last. Well, but I mean we had the same thing with Carlisle. Like guys. this happened with Carlisle repeatedly where they didn't foul up three. Like there are multiple but, instances, and so if Carlisle yeah, tell, and Carlisle said the same thing, where it's like, oh, I tell him, what? okay, but then that's where I think Jason said this earlier, where it's like that's on coaching. Like I, I see both sides of it. Like you, you have to do better as as both players and coaches, and not make these little mistakes. I mean, where where I, you know, he does not do a terrible amount of in-game coaching. Like you watch him, he works the refs. He doesn't really talk too much or say much to the players, which I think is further. I can understand why. But it's it's to me it's like overarchingly kid is like fifth on my list of things that I'm really like thinking about at any given time to where I don't think he's like actively harm harming much but I also don't think he's bringing as much as he's not really it's just kind of a you know he, he, replacement level coaching I guess is yeah I I just think I I think the defense is a lot better just in terms of like focus but also that. Is predicated on Porzingis being a lot. looks. I mean, he just looks so, so maybe, good tonight maybe, on defense. I've been thinking about it since. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm giving kids a little too much credit for simply Porzingis. Like, literally, no, their scheme is like different. Off the their scheme is different because it's, it's better. It's better. They're playing a little more aggressively, which I think is also, you know, KB help. But there, it, there's just more movement by everybody. I mean, it, it it comes down to what he said a couple games ago, where he's like, "We just don't have a ton of defensive players." It's like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that brings me to my next point about like about this this roster in general and how like I I think the Mavs maybe are considering doing like a little stealth tank because this roster is really really like lacking talent. Like I watched Dwight Powell play and I'm like he shouldn't be on the floor. Like he shouldn't be on the floor. He he's someone who's a big man who can't rebound or defend in the team concept or as an individual. He can't shoot. He literally can only catch lobs once in a blue moon. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. Like someone like Kenrich Kenrich Williams on the on the Thunder. Yeah. The, the Thunder no, he's, yeah. would be like, would be so much better than Dwight Powell. Like way better. And it's and it and it's just like this roster is flawed, Kirk. It's and also like can you think of anyone on this team who generates any any like a little bit of rim pressure aside from Luca when he's but yeah, I get know, what thirty saying. pounds down. It's like there's well, Jalen, Jalen, fine, but it's like the, like I watch Tim and I'm like Tim doesn't get to the rim. He likes to pull up for these crazy mid rangers. Trey uh-huh. Burke the same way. I I don't know, man. And my final final thought, I think. That the the Rick Carlisle is getting to the point where he I think his his excellence I think is being a little overstated, and I think um, Rick Carlisle and Mark Cuban have given have been getting a lot of the benefit for the son of this universe that is that is uh, Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki. I really really do think that like 
Dirk is a once in a lifetime type player. And Rick Carlisle was a good above to above average coach who was along for the ride. And Mark Cuban is a decent owner who was along for the ride. Rick Carlisle. He's and also the idea that coaching is just simply X's and O's. You can't say he's a good sure. coach. If no, he's, he's old, bad, he's he was really bad at people stuff. Yeah. Like Daryl, like oh, Sam, not Sam Presti, the guy from the Sixers who tank that I hate so much. Oh, Sam Hinkie. Sam Hinkie. If you look at who he drafted for the most part, the people he picked up, there were a lot of a lot of talented young players on those trashy 76ers teams and just the deals that he did. But he was garbage with the people stuff. So so he, you could never say he was a great executive. And I think that's the same thing. Rick Carlisle is good at X and O's, but he's a trash human. So he's not, in my opinion, he's not a good coach. He's good at one aspect of coaching, but he's not a good coach. No, I he's mean, a one-way he, player, just like the rest of this roster. You know, I mean, a lot of the stuff requires balance. And, you know, part of my deal with Cuban and, and people on here earlier is just like, there's just seemed to be like so much that was going on with the Mavericks that was like clearly not positive for a long period of time. And nobody did a damn thing about it. So. Yeah. And also, what did you think when you saw that Cuban came out immediately and via Mark Stein and made it clear that um that they're not trying to I thought they're them? absolutely did talking about you hope for the future? They're absolutely talking about did that. Did you hope for the future? My thing is, did that give you hope for the future? Or because that, that made me like, oh Nico's screwed. Nico's not I doing anything. I, I, I'm so, like, it's going to take me several years to adjust to Mavericks being in trade rumors because I'm just not yeah. used to it. Got you. And, yeah, that's it. Fire Dwight Powell into the sun. Can't play anymore. Like, he legitimately can't play anymore. Appreciate you, my guy. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, man. Okay. And I need to go to bed, and y'all are still wanting to chat. So we're going to hang out anyways and chat because sleep is for the dead. Abdullah, how are we doing tonight? Thanks for joining us. What do you got for us? Hey, um, I guess everyone kind of brought up everything. I, I guess like one this thing. This is therapy. Like, you can repeat points. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, all those little plays tonight, one of the ones, I don't know if someone brought this up already, but that fast break with Hardaway and Porzingis, like I don't care the situation, but. You know, if it's a two-on-one fast break and you have Porzingis going full speed towards the rim, like that should be a basket. Nine point nine out of. 10 I mean, it was like times. a three-on-one. Yeah, three-on-one. Yeah, and then like Hardaway passes below his hip at like the last second, and yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. That was like one of the many plays where it's just like, how did how did you guys do this? Yep. And then um, to go off the last guy, I was saying like. Uh, I mean, honestly, we have no choice to play Dwight Powell right now, obviously. I mean, maybe we could have played Boban. I, I don't even know. But um, it's it's just weird to know that, like, if our strategy was to not play KP at the five all along, like, like for the majority of the season to, like, preserve him, kind of like the Lakers do, then it's weird that it was, like, never a priority for those organization to, like, get a competent center rotation that could play like 20 plus minutes like the Lakers have. Well, and that's been the beef since the summer and everybody just, you know, there's not enough critical media apparatus within the Dallas sphere with what the Mavericks do basketball wise. I will say that 
And I remember where I was when they signed Willie the first time, let alone opting into his team, like the team option was like, what is happening? What? And, and I was in a Best Buy. Why? Like I was, this was around Thanksgiving. So it was like a weird point. I, and I just remember everyone being bitchy with me saying, oh, they're fine. No, like sign good players, sign better players. The Mavericks just are so, you know, like, I don't know if anybody saw the pregame, but Michael Wilbon scalped us basically saying, yeah, the, we, I could have seen the, the Mavericks being, you know, disappointing a mile away because they didn't make any. Yeah, I saw that. It was, it was tough. Like, like when you look at what the Lakers did in the past couple of years, like they've got guys like Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee, like, guys that would have definitely made an impact on our team at the five in spot minutes and stuff, or even start. Yeah. And they just didn't, you know, cause it's, it's the same people over and over again and they expect the same, you know, they expect different results and it's not great. And what's crazy is like that off season where we got Porzingis or extended him. They also extended Dwight Powell for 10 million a year. Mm. <laughs> Which makes it a little more mind-boggling. Was that the same summer? Yeah, I think so. Because it was before he tore his Achilles. I can't remember. There's just so many things in a row at that point. Like I just remember being in a white hot ball of rage the opening night of free agency, where it's, and then for Donnie Nelson to later admit on the record, well, we just didn't expect things to move that fast. And it's like, jeez, could we please pay attention for once in our lives? Yeah, and then. Um, I think it was – was it that same offseason or the next one where, like, everyone wanted to get, like, Patrick Beverly or Kemba, and then all of a sudden there were rumors about, like, Kelly Olynyk, and then nothing ended up happening? Yeah, there was some, like, draft night type thing, which Tim Cato had part of, and no one would ever commit firmly to what was happening, whereas one side seemed to think they have a deal and another side didn't. And then now that we know in retrospect – that Donnie Nelson ran kind of a very much a freewheeling front office where multiple people were authorized to like discuss deals. Um, it all makes sense now where they thought they had a deal in place. They didn't have all their uh, I's dotted and T's crossed to go get. It was um, Kelly Olenek and it was uh, Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, I remember seeing like Dra- a tweet. Yeah, Dragic too, yeah, I think. I yeah, know, yeah, they said we got Dragic and then everybody got excited. Um, I, I think, I, I don't know if this was like a real report, but I, I thought I remembered seeing like everyone was wondering how the Patrick Beverly negotiations were. I mean, there were not. And then apparently it's like, yeah, it's like we never even got on the phone with him because we were busy like dealing a no deal with the Heat. Yeah, no, it's maddening. Well, thank and you for hanging out. You got anything else? Yeah, it was just one more thing to like go off. Because, like, I mean, it's it's really obvious it comes down to the players. Like, that whole not fouling thing on the last possession has happened a lot. Like, last year, I remember it happened with the Spurs when DeMar DeRozan shot that game-winning mm. shot. Um, so, like, do you think, is that, like, is that a permanent problem with players? Or it's like, do we just not have, like, a defensive locker room leader, like a P.J. Tucker type or something that could fix that? I don't know. I don't know if it was the same guy that was always supposed to be making the foul, in which case it's Dorian because Dorian was guarding that guy. Then Dorian was guarding LeBron tonight. I, I sort of think it might be Dorian as I don't want, I, I can't confirm that obviously. Yeah. Cause like, but Dorian's usually the point of the point of attack defender. Yeah. Because like, 
<laughs> because what what Jason Kidd said, like, you know, the plan was to foul. Like, I I remember hearing those words like word for word from Rick Carlisle after that Spurs game. He was like, the plan was to foul. It just didn't happen. You know. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's about it, I guess. Well, thanks for coming up. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Let's uh, see if we got. Oh man, y'all just keep requesting. Brian, <laughs> hit that unmute button there at the bottom. There we go. What do you got for us, Brian? Nope, doesn't seem like it's going to work. Uh, try to join again in a minute. Uh, let's do Brad. Hi, Brad. What's going on, Kurt? Oh, huh, you're just, just struggling through the night. A little bit, <laughs> no. man. Man, I, I I understand totally. W- one thing about these Mavericks, these are the most frustrating bunch of mfers I have ever seen in my life. Like, um, I I, I don't know what to say about them, bro. You, you like, it, okay, say what you want to about you know the roster and and you know we can't get anybody. Okay, fuck it. It is what it is. We that that's understandable. We gotta play. With the people we got, not only are y'all creating wide open shots at a historic clip, but y'all are missing wide open shots at a historic clip. Like we're not even asking you to be above and beyond. We just asking you to shoot to your fucking averages and you can't even do that. Like we would be legitimately winning these games if y'all would just shoot your averages. Like you can't. People are taking overs night after night. Like it's the most consistently inconsistent bunch of people I have ever seen in my life, bro. They are so frustrating. And it's and it's not one person. Like right now, I kind of feel like the best actual shooter might like like performance wise at. Has to be like Dorian at this point. It's I mean, Dorian. I think like, it's Dorian. Powell, I was just talking Powell about it's might have Dorian. A higher percentage, but it's Dorian. Yeah. Like, like, like is and, and 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 how and how effed up is it when Dorian is your best and most consistent shooter? <laughs> like, what are we doing here, people? Like, I I know the like I said, I know the roster sucks. I know it sucks, but it, but you got to play with who you play with, and it, these losses are heartbreaking. Like, I thought I was hurt by the Brooklyn loss, but this one right here made me sick to my stomach, bro. Like. What 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 more can you do? You got a fully stacked Lakers squad. You 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 playing at home. You you missing your best player, and you up with two seconds left, bro. You up with two seconds left in regulation. And 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 like I said, man, we're not asking you to shoot at a worldly clip. We just asking you to shoot your your averages. Don't take an offer. Don't go <laughs> one for one for 13, one for 12, two for 10. Just shoot your average, bro. Yeah. And I'm uh, sorry like Red, yelling, Red, bro. I'm no, sorry. why? That's, That's what this is for. That is exactly what this is for. I want people to yell along when they're driving in the morning so they don't need their coffee. <laughs> you know, be hyped. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't got nothing else, man. I, I just needed to get that out. Thank you for coming up. I hope you come back. Yes, sir. All right. Jack. How are we doing, Jack? 
He graduated college. He graduated college. Thank you, Kirk. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, so I was one of the lucky individuals that uh, received a direct message from our governor, Mark Cuban. Oh, that's right. And, oh, that's right. And um, very normal thing for a billionaire sports owner to do, to <laughs> slide into the DMs of a man on Twitter whose display name is Mark Cuban Gulag. But, you know, we we had a conversation and I, did, I basically, you know, took the opportunity to relay all the points that we've been discussing in this green room here and um, among the, the, the roster shortcomings, the free agency failures, the neglect of the draft. You know, I, I pretty much said it all. And then basically Mark's whole line was patience. You know, what, we just need to take time. We just need to see how the roster is going to shake out. We got a new coaching staff. We've got a new front office. And at one point, I told, I said something how it's tough to see it thing getting better with, with the trade chest being so bare. And he emphatically told me that the trade chest is not bare, far from it. And he mentioned specifically that things couldn't happen till December 15th. So, I mean, that kind of tells me that they're, they're looking to make a deal, um, which I kind of think we all knew, but... It just remains to be seen what that's going to be, you know, because I'm not really sure how they how they go from here. I feel like a, a, the big deal would have to happen in the off season. I tend to think you're right, right. But, but you know, this is this is our guy, so we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. And then and then you know, with with the last few games, you know, we 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 got a win against the G League Thunder. We had a hot shooting half against the Hornets without their best player, and you know, I wasn't really thinking that, you know, we had turned a corner or anything. But, you know, we played pretty well tonight for the most part. We didn't shoot well, but, you know, we're never going to shoot well. So that, that is what it is. So we played pretty well. And I thought, you know, if we can stack these three wins together without Luka, I will, I'll feel better about things. And the way it ended with not, able, not being able to get that rebound, the coaching mistakes down the stretch, just, you know, shooting yourself in the foot, I just – I'm just – it's hard to feel better about things, you know? I absolutely, I absolutely understand. understand. So that's that's really all I got. You know, it's 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 tough to watch the team because it's just man, they just cannot make shots, and I, I really don't know how it changes. Like apparently they're they're looking to make a trade, but I, I don't see what that move's going to be. It's really tough to just tough, tough tough to see the way out. So what are we going to do? I guess we'll just keep coming here. Well, thanks so much, buddy. Drive safe. Appreciate it. Hey. All right, let's go to Mr. Dang. How are we doing this evening? Welcome back to the chat. Yeah, I've been moving, so it's been a little bit tough to participate. The worst adult experience, seconded only by losing Mavs games. You're telling me. But, uh, you know, I can kind of understand people's frustration. In the same sense, I would have made the rookie take the shot too. Are you going to get beat by LeBron? Or are you going to be, get beat by a rookie taking a three point? You, know, you always never let the let the ball go to their best player. But in that same essence, okay, if your players are not following your instructions, bench their ass. That's like coaching 101. When you have players aren't following your instructions to foul. What do you, do? you don't trust him to put him in during crunch time. 
you know? It really, that's absurd. Something so easy as fouling somebody? I, I completely agree. I just don't even know. It just seems like it, it's a rue. It's like I made it the first bullet point that I wrote about tonight. Yeah, it's it's pretty absurd. That's that's my whole point. And then, okay, if your shot's not falling, you know, but the whole problem about it, if your shot's not falling, what do coaches normally tell you? Take it to the hole and try to get a foul. I don't understand, you know. Your shot should be coming from inside, and then penetration allows you to hit open three shots. But the confidence of getting a layup, you don't have anybody who could dribble, you know, besides two or three people. Right. And I would like to see something different. It'd be so nice to see something halfway different, you know, and maybe see some zone defense too, or a little bit of press. It's just the same shit all the freaking time. There's no creativity in the coaching ranks. You know, it, it makes no sense what he's throwing out there. You know, at least give me an effort that you're trying to make changes, trying to give the offense, you know, some different uh, looks and, and trying to get, make them uncomfortable playing zone by pressing, by doing different things. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. At least it was a more fun game. I will say that. Yeah, but it's just a consolation prize. It's just a tease. It's just that girl. It's just like that same girl that, you know, will go out with you, but ultimately was dinner. Right. I'm tired of the consolation prizes. Hearing about patience. You know, hearing about we have something going on. Well, you know what? It's December fucking 15th. Where's the goddamn trade? <laughs> said. No, I mean, if, I, I don't think we're going to see anything for a month. The last time they, that anything was happened like this early was like 10 or 11 years ago. So, oh, Even shake up the damn team. Cut Willie Cauley-Stein. We need to instill fear in some of these players. If you don't, you know, do what the coaches want, you're not going to be with the team. You know, yeah. Jimmy Johnson always made things uncomfortable enough where people had always have to be on the ball. You know, you have to be a master of motivating people. Not just X and O's. Yeah. Seems instilling that. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining. All right. Thanks, Kurt. Man, I really appreciate it, man. Even yeah. when uh, there are times when I don't, I don't join the uh, the to get on stage, I, I am listening. Glad. I appreciate it. Glad people like this. That's why we keep doing them. Good luck uh, finishing up the move. Thanks, Kurt. All right. Um, I think we'll I think we have one more folk. Brian, let's try it again. How are we doing, Brian? Thanks for bringing me on. Funny, I had a Cane's chicken finger in my hand when he brought me on and fumbled shit around and, like, knocked sauce, the sauce over and shit. I couldn't hit up <laughs> you. I was, like, freaking out. I was like, oh. But anyways, I don't want to harp on the game too much. I mean, coming into it, I thought this was going to be Anthony Davis's rebound game, and he was going to put up 40 against Dwight Powell and smash – but they actually played some good team defense and held their own until the end. But uh, the, the last second inbounds play, literally, if I, I don't even think I saw a screen set. They were just running. They just did a couple circles. And uh, that was a really, really, really bad coming out of timeout, yeah. something like that. But what I really want to talk about is 
the McMahon piece. Okay, I wish I could have seen Cuban's face this morning whenever he was reading the piece and uh, what he thought about it. But it was, it was really, it was really supposed to come out the day, the day of the Pacers game. McMahon sat on it for a couple of days. I don't know why. It was supposed to come out the day of the Pacers game. So this is it was interesting. A lot of, a lot of not great Cuban news the last several weeks. It's really, really eye-opening. To, and then even Dennis Smith said something on Twitter about how it wasn't even half of the story, what was going yeah, on yeah. there. So, And then I was listening a couple of days ago to the Ringer podcast, and they were talking about all the 500 teams. I can't remember which one of the female podcasters, but she just completely shit all over. Sarah, been in the front office. She's yeah, my She's she, my friend. I sent her a DM after that and was like, thank you for just massacring my team. That was fun. Yeah, completely shit on the whole – front office and everything and and it's funny how someone she probably doesn't follow the mavericks that much compared to the bigger market teams but she can just look at it that simple and tell how our track has been going the past 10 years so yeah i mean it's i i still have to think they figure out a way to write the ship in some some way shape or form because like had they just not screwed up once or twice tonight we'd be talking about what a cool win um, it's just, it's, I feel like already through this season, you know, they're, they're 14 and 14, I think. Is that right? And they, just so many games have not been quite good enough. And, you know, you, you can only get away with that so long before you are who you are. And I, I, I don't really know what they're, what they're, what the way out is. I mean, it's, it's like you've been talking about, oh, we have options, we have options. Like, no, they don't. I mean, they, they, they might be able to, you know, rearrange some deck chairs on the Titanic, but I think that's kind of the extent of things. It's just living off of 2011. It's what's been happening. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty sad. But uh, what else was I gonna say? Um, it's really, it's, it's really unfortunate that we kind of got put in a bad place because Luca was too good too early. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have those extra two years maybe to add certain pieces that could have helped us. But I mean. We just we got a Cuban got a blessing dropped in his hand and he r- ran with it and he feels like he doesn't have to do anything else so yeah yeah I know all right man I'm gonna go to bed because I'm tired I hope everybody else gets some rest uh, rest tonight so Thank we'll you, be back Thank here you, just for yeah have a good night Brian drive safe don't don't spill any of your food. That's spilling food is the most upsetting part of, of this whole story. Yeah, okay. right, talk soon. Um, I don't know. So the match plays Sunday. Um, I don't know what we're going to do scheduling wise. I'm going to try to get somebody. So Josh is recording. You'll be able to listen to that one. I'm going to post this one uh, Thursday afternoon. Uh, I'm going to try to get somebody Thursday night. I try to do, you know, we've been trying to basically have a podcast today. Like, you know, we're not, quite as scheduled as uh, some of the other mass podcasts, but we do our best. I'm dri- I'm flying home Friday night, then driving to St. Louis. So it's like lots of travel. So don't, there may be a bit, there may, might not be much um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I'm not sure. So we'll record and get that game up and talk about that stuff when it happens. Um, everybody be good in the next few days. Uh, contain your rage. Um, we'll have plenty of stuff from as money, but we'll get a couple of aggregation pieces tomorrow. Uh, we might have a piece from a new contributor uh, on Friday that we'll talk about, you know, um, kind of where the Mavs sit in the cap. Everybody be good, and we will talk in a few days. Bye, guys.